Hello and welcome to our Friday episode of the Byron Life Diaries. This is a little taste of life in Byron Bay, where the boss and I have just moved to. Each week, I'll let you know what's been happening and share our journey with you all. From food, to nature, to celeb spotting, to yogs, you name it. This is a weekly check-in and we'll cover it all. Sending big love from our new home, Byron Bay. Hello. Did that sound a bit creepy? Hello. Uh, Welcome to episode two of the Byron Life podcast. I am currently recording this podcast in Boss's car, parked down some forest roadway because I'm trying to find a place where there's good sound because Boss's got a recording day in the studio today and we live in a two-bedroom unit, but it's small. So I feel like if I recorded it at home, you probably would have just heard music in the background. So I'm hoping this car episode works for you and for me. So this is episode two of Byron Life podcast. So if you're new to this episode, the Monday episodes are still the exact same. They're interview style, fearlessly failing, where we talk about failures and lessons and life and successes with an awesome guest. The Friday episode is like a diary check-in because Boss and I have just moved to Byron Bay. So last week we talked about the move we talked about or I talked about um, food, our favourite foodie spots here, um, shopping, fashion, uh, markets, our favourite markets. Whereas this time in this episode I wanted to talk to you a bit more of like the adventure and the exercise side of Byron because obviously it's a huge health hub and a great place to come and have a really healthy trip as well. And all the places I mentioned cafe-wise and food-wise last week are all pretty health stylies as well. So, yeah, this is this is kind of like um, a bit of yogs, bit of hikes, bit of nature, a few things I still want to do, a few things I have done and I'll give you some – a bit of a review on them. And then also I put out a question box yesterday where you could write to me on Instagram and ask me to answer some things in this podcast specifically, which I'm also going to do. So that's kind of the format of today and it's a little really simple kind of like chit-chat and check-in for Byron Life. Alrighty, so like I said, I promised last time I'd tell you my favourite at the end of last episode, I'd be like, all right, faves yoga spots. So I've tried two different yoga studios since I spoke to you last. One is Creature Yoga, which is in the industrial area of Byron. So it's technically not in the town bit of Byron. It's just on the outskirts and it's really easy to get a park, which makes me happy. They do yin, they do vinyasa and they do hatha. And I've done one of each of those classes over the last couple of weeks really cool vibe, uh, yogi because it's got the crystals on the balcony. Um, but then it's kind of got this industrial feel too because it's got the really cool cement walls, I want to say. Anyway, I would highly, highly recommend um, checking out Creature Yoga and they have a holiday pass. So you can just buy like a week-long holiday pass if you're in town and you want to keep a yoga practice happening. And vinyasa is kind of what I'm trained in, so it's really nice when that's kind of the style of yoga that feels really comfy and like home for you. And I've been loving 
the afternoon yin classes because I often will walk the lighthouse in the morning and not really feel like vinyasa in the afternoon. So they've always got like an Arvo yin on, which is great. Uh, there's a teacher on the schedule called Jimmy and he's like, I think he's a shiatsu massage therapist. So he's a sister unreal, but also just a great teacher. Boss and I have been going to a few yoga classes ourselves together Another yoga class I tried is in Mullum or Mullum Bimbi, and that's called Seeker and Kind. And I did the Ashtanga Vinyasa class with an awesome teacher called Yolanda. So it's like, I think their Sunday morning class, it is stronger for me than a vinyasa, but you feel so good after. It's a 90-minute practice. They also offer vinyasa there. I think they offer yin as well. So that's really cool if you're staying a bit more out of Byron, like if you're staying in Brunswick Heads or Mullum, uh, that studio is probably going to be the one for you. So that's called Seeker and Kind. And then next on my list is I really want to try Body Mind Life, um, which I actually taught at in Sydney, fun fact, many, many years ago. So they do Pilates and yogs, separate rooms, separate studios, but like the same studio, should I say, but separate rooms within the studio. So I'm quite pumped to check that out. Of course, I've kept my hov up as well, Haravinyasa, which is Duncan, and um, he's also moved up here, and he, I think he'll be teaching soon as well. So loads of yogs if you're up here. Uh, my advice would be for each of those locations, um, the good thing about body, mind, life is if you're staying in town, you'll probably just be able to like walk there from the Atlantic or wherever you're staying in town. Um, the industrial estate one, you'd probably need to drive to and Mullum, you'd probably need to drive to. So just think about either hiring a car if you know you want to do some adventuring or if you're staying in town, then I'd just be doing Body Mind Life. And it's right near Combi, so you can do your yogs and then get your smooths, the smooths <laughs> smoothie after. So I want to talk hikes next because I've done a few of these for you. Uh, so Lighthouse, you've probably seen on my Insta stories. I do it. I love it in the morning because it gets really busy by like 8, even 7. It's busy if you start at 7 and it gets effing hot. Uh, so I've done it at all different times of the day. I've done it first thing at sunrise. I've done it like nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. I've done it in the middle of the day and I've done it as the sun goes down. Sun goes down is really nice as well. And you tend to see like dolphins in the Arvo, which is really pretty. And can I say last Saturday, we did the lighthouse walk in the middle of the day, which was hard because it was so hot but we saw about five different pods of dolphins and then we saw a shark. So cool. And people are like, oh, how did you know it wasn't a dolphin? So dolphins, one, they're in pods. So there's like a gang of dolphins. Sharks are solo hunters as far as I'm aware. And a shark looks more serpenty in the water. So it's kind of like almost moving similarly to a, a snake would. It's kind of um, making that S shape. This is this is only my own observation. So if there are any shark ex experts listening, please let me know. I love learning about sharks and every marine life, uh, every bit of marine life. Or as dolphins, they kind of like, so they go up, they kind of like come up to breathe and it's more like they're making a little wave with their body, but there's nothing serpenty about it. I hope that makes a bit of sense. So they kind of come up and out of the water, whereas the shark obviously stays in the water and has this almost S-curve to the way that it swims. Cool. So lighthouse walk, it's a definite. Um, I didn't know this until I moved here. 
Matt and I would always park at the car park and then kind of do the walk from the lighthouse to the most easterly point. But that's super short. Uh, what I like to do is I'll park at Clark's Beach and then I'll walk along Clark, like on the walking track, it goes Clark's, then I think it goes Captain Cook's, then the pass, then water goes, and then you start the incline and it's all through forest and everything. It's a big workout, an awesome workout. You feel awesome. You sweat. Uh, it's really, really good. Even this morning did it in the rain and it just felt unreal. So another um, walk that I wanted to mention, I've done a few times now with the Bosso is Killen Falls. That's a really good one if you want to get your waterfall on and you can swim there as well. It's not a massive walk. So like I said, the lighthouse, if you started at Clark's Beach, you're looking at probably an hour and 15 minutes, maybe an hour and a half, maybe more if you're stopping to get photos and not in crazy exercise exercise mode. Whereas Killen Falls, you can be there in like, Mm, like 12 minutes and you're there and then you come back. So it's not crazy. You won't get a sweat on, but it's beautiful. And it's really nice if you just want to like connect to nature and fit, and you can stand under the waterfall without going in the water, get those Insta snaps. Really cool. I did go on the weekend last time though and it was really busy. So if you're here for a week, maybe go, maybe go on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. I have not done Minion Falls yet, but he's next on my list. And one thing that I was meant to do today with my friend Ali is Hell's Hole on Mount Jerusalem, but I had an audition come up and I had to um, stay home and learn lines for this audition. So, and I've just been stalking her Insta and it looks freaking incredible. Uh, I think that's a big like couple hour hike from what I can see. And then another hike that I've done with the boss, sounds like I've been doing a lot of hiking, I guess I have, um, is more around Lennox Head or Heads. And we started at Lake Ainsworth and then made our way up to the Lennox Lookout. And that was really nice. That was like an hour walk and you can kind of walk up the stairs and there's a really nice lookout as well. Really, really pretty and um, beautiful cafes around there. There's a cafe called Papaya something. I'm not going to look on my phone because I've turned it off because I don't want any static to come um, come through the pod, but it's really yummy acai bowls. I've posted about it. It's on my um, Insta. So a few other nature things that are on my list I haven't done yet. I really want to kayak with the dolphins. Uh, I'm kind of saving that for when my dad comes up because him and I are real adventure people. Bosso is, but not so much the deep water Although he's learning to surf, so he's doing pretty good. So, um, but but Dad and I are gonna we want to do the kayak trip. So, depending on what time of the year it is, will depend on if you see dolphins or dolphins and whales. I would love to do it in whale season, but that's also I think that's winter as well. So, whenever um, Dad comes up, I will be kayaking and I will report back. Uh, you can also snorkel and scuba dive around Julian Rocks, and that's meant to be incredible, incredible marine. Life. Um, it's also meant to be home to a fair few sharks, but not necessarily biggies. Um, I know there's like leopard sharks there and I'm sure there'd be reef sharks. So um, that's why I'm kind of like, oh, cool. Uh, I'll just see about that one. I'm funny about dark water and too many sharks, but the rest sign me up for. Uh, also, I did an Indigenous guided tour, so a guided Aboriginal tour when I first moved here around the pass. So that's kind of your meeting point. The pass is like a big beach, by the way, with lots of newbie uh, 
surfers go, but there's beautiful lookouts and it's a beach that you can walk to from the centre of Byron if you wanted to. And um, they were saying in this this walk and tour that I did that Julian Rocks is a sacred site and that that's why there is such amazing marine life there. And I learned some Dreamtime stories about Julian Rocks. So if you're like, what is she talking about with Julian Rocks? If you're ever in Byron and you do either the lighthouse walk or you just look from Byron Beach or from um, the pass and look out, you're going to see these two big rocks in the ocean that look like a baby island and that's called Julian Rocks. And there's a beautiful Dreamtime story where um, a boy and girl, Romeo and Juliet Styles, were betrothed to be with other people but they were in love and so they got a canoe and rowed out and... Um, one of their parents didn't approve and so they speared the boat, but the gods wanted them to be to get together forever, so they turned them into two rocks and that is Julian Rocks. So that's got to be good luck, right? Like good love and vibes. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, the um, guided tour I did is really cool too. It's not crazy exercise at all. It's just you learn about Indigenous Australian culture. You learn about the original custodians of the land that we're on here in Byron Bay. And it's a really, really, really great eye-opener. And it's just a really beautiful way to kind of like have a different experience to the usual touristy kind of Byron Bay. Um, And that company is called Explore Byron Bay and the tour guide is called Delta K and she is so passionate and inspiring and just while I am on the original custodians of this land, because that's what I'm recording this podcast on, definitely want to acknowledge the Arakwal people of the Benanjilung people tribe. I know I'm saying that wrong, but um, that's another thing I love about creature yoga. Every class, um, the teachers will acknowledge the original custodians of the land, which is really cool. I need to, I'm super, super newbie to it, so I need to learn so much more and have so much more understanding of land. And yeah, there is so much around Bangalore too, like, and that's the interesting thing. You can do these guided tours, Byron Bay, the pass, that's the one that I did. And then there's one in Bangalore. And then I think there's one in Lennox, I think. So you can do it depending on where you're staying. And you'll just get to learn about like, and even you you look at trees differently, you're like, oh my goodness, that grass I can eat. Or that berry is used for bush tucker. And it's just, yeah, super inspiring. Again, I've posted about it on my Insta so you can find you know, heaps of info there. Also, my next walk I really want to do is the Three Sisters Kings Beach Loop. So there you go. Oh, another thing on the celeb spotting, <laughs> um, we've, we, we have seen a lot of celebs around, uh, Simon Baker, Sasha Baron Cohen, Isla Fisher. And yesterday, Bosso parked in front of Liam Hemsworth and he was like, oh, mate, sorry, did I park too close? <laughs> He's like, nah, mate, you're all good. So that was um, Boss's little chat to Hemsworth. I'm a little jealous. I was so nervous. I just looked at the ground. Um, and this, that's the thing. It's amazing up here. It's just like a little clan of creatives, which is really, the energy feels really, really nice. One more thing to mention just on the health and 
wellness side of things. Boss and I did our first ever ice bath yesterday. So if anyone's into Wim Hof, it's kind of taken from the Wim Hof um, teachings. Uh, it's where you, well, what we did was we met with our friends, Mira and Raz and Ness, and they um, had us in their sauna and then we one at a time jumped into an ice bath for three minutes. Matt just kind of super relaxed and he just slows his breathing right down. He's really into breath work. So he just looked like a little Zen monk. I um, was a little bit nervous. And so I got some help with breathing. And so I did the proper Wim Hof breath technique for the three minutes. And it was awesome. Huge fans. We're both feeling like we're on cloud nine today. So I think we're going to try and do it again. But yeah, a few people wrote to me and said, can you explain how you felt after you did ice bath. Um, first thing you notice is your skin's really tingling. You feel very alive. It's almost like that shot of coffee without the caffeine. Uh, and then, yeah, you feel um, very clear and mentally focused, but your skin feels great. Like I always notice after I sauna, my skin feels great anyway, but adding that kind of hot to cold, it must be the extremes that, yeah, really work at I don't know, Boss was going on about, Matt was going on about it being anti-inflammatory, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, first ever ice bath. I haven't read enough into it, but I enjoyed it. I'd definitely do it again. And thumbs up on the ice bath um, from us. Okay, questions. That technically was a question that came through from Jade. So I just uh, wanted to answer some of your questions and each week, please feel free to DM me and be like, hey, can you mention this on the Friday check-in? Or hey, a few people have been writing to me going, hey, I'm coming to Byron, what's good for this? And so um, please do that. So I'll quickly go through your questions. I'm just checking the time because I could rabbit on like no man's business. So, um, okay. Now, first question was the effects of a seed of the sea change on your mental health. So, cool question. I feel like Boss and I both consistently work on our mental health uh, with or without a sea change. So, in Melbourne, we were both seeing a therapist. When we spent all that time in Torquay, we were still both seeing our therapist via Zoom during lockdown, and we've continued seeing our therapist via Zoom moving here. So I feel like the mental health stuff, I always have to credit my therapist for that, and that's kind of I'm very, very pro being open about that with you. As far as it like necessarily changing my mental health to see change, I wouldn't say that a sea change changes your mental health. I think that whatever you're facing, wherever you are, will come with you eventually. Uh, I do think though Byron Bay is very healing and it's very, um, it invites you to look after yourself and nourish yourself and nurture yourself. So I would say yes and no. (laughs) So yes, it is great for mental health Byron Bay, but I wouldn't, I, I can't credit just a sea change to looking after mental health. I'm very, very um, vocal about having a therapist and that's my non-negotiable for mental health. I hope that helps. Uh, question for best coffee spots in Byron Bay. So I'm just going to rattle some off kind of, um, what's the saying, like shotgun style, like is that the saying, like where you just rattle them off, uh, like dot point style because in last week's episode, I went through all the cafes in a fair bit of depth. So this is 
anywhere that I say has got good coffee, there's probably a great chance they're going to have wonderful food. Uh, so I love Woods Bangalow. They do incredible food, but uh, on a coffee sense, they've got the local roasty, um, I'm pretty sure they stock, which is Moonshine Coffee, which is Byron Bay Roasted. Uh, and they do a beautiful, it's called Dirty, I actually think I spoke about it on the last episode, it's called like a Dirty cold nuts and it's like a cold nut milk with ice and then you tip your espresso shot over it. It's really, really yummy. They do a beautiful oat latte. They do bulletproof coffee, which is where they're adding the MCT oil and the butter. Really yummy. And they do a lovely black coffee. So Woods Bangalow, pop that on your list. I really like Vagabond, uh, which I also mentioned last week, so I'll try to make this quite quick. Um, they do um, bulletproof medicinal mushroom coffee, oat lattes, black coffees, iced coffees, you name it. It's really, really yummy. Where I love Ethel for coffee in um, Brunswick Heads. They do a beautiful house-made almond milk. They do oat milk. They're really delicious. I went somewhere recently. Oh, Punch and Daisy in Mullumbimby, they have their own two house house-made cold-pressed milks. One is macadamia and almond, which is super creamy. It's probably my favorite. And then the other one is almond on oh no, a cashew and hemp, which is also delicious. But my favorite was the macadamia and um almond. Oh, I just realized it's market day, Mullumbimby tomorrow, which means I'll be able to get one of them. So that's a Punch and Daisy in Mullumbimby. Uh, where else have I had and just absolutely love coffee? I'm just trying to think. Oh, I had a great one in town at Bayleaf last weekend. They do another cold kind of like, so it comes out in a jar and it's like filter black coffee and they give you a tiny little baby jar of like a whipped coconut milk and you pour it over the top and that's delicious. General Store does a version like that as well. But I really want to try Moonshine Roasters have their little, like, they have a little cafe in, I think, it's definitely in Federal and it's in a B word. I want to say, like, Belungel, but I'm probably wrong. It's a B word that's not Byron Bay. Uh, but, yeah, the, and you can get coffee from the roaster, which is kind of like one of my favourite ways to get coffee, like direct from the roaster because it's such a fun experience. And the beans that I've bought and tried are Moonshine, which is the local coffee roaster here. Oh, lots of coffee talk. Love it. Okay. The cost of living, the next question is the cost of living in Byron Bay. Okay. So if you come here in holiday mode and you're eating out all the time, it's expensive. And I'm pretty sure they have taxes at cafes on weekends. So yes, if if you're here and you're treating it like you're on holiday and you're constantly eating out and you're constantly um, going out for drinks and whatnot, uh, it's going to be expensive. Absolutely. Um, there's a rumour that the, the Woolies in Byron Bay is the most expensive Woolies in Australia. I don't know if that's true or not, uh, but we do a lot of our shopping. So we'll buy stuff at the farmer's markets, which is a really cheap way to buy fresh, organic, delicious, best quality produce. And then any kind of extra stuff that we need, we usually go to the Woolies at Mullum or Ballina. So... Yeah, you just kind of get to be a bit savvy about it. And like, yes, we've just come out of Chrissy New Year, so we've been eating out a fair bit, but usually Boss and I cook a lot at home. So that will cut down costs as well. So cost of living, it's kind of how you choose to make it and how you want to enjoy your time 
environment. It's completely up to you. But you can be savvy about it or you can be indulgent. And same with Sydney. It's I've always found that like you've got to, you know, just be really aware when you're um, buying. Because even boss, like I, I said to boss, we would go out for brekkie with people and he'd get a coffee and then he'd get brekkie and then he'd get a second coffee. I'm like, dude, we, we only eat one coffee. Like, And so you can just um, be really, really mindful and it kind of it makes it a bit savvy as far as cost of living goes. Um, so someone said, what is the yoga scene like versus Melbourne and Sydney? I would say it's pretty similar. Creature and body, mind, life are going to give you that um, – power living, you're going to get that feel if you go to power living in Melbourne or Sydney. Body Mind Life is in Sydney. Yeah, the yoke yogis that are in Melbourne, you'll get that from Definitely Creature. I haven't been to Body Mind Life yet to give you a, you know, an exact experience, but I think you'll find that you can hunt out yoga nearly anywhere you are nowadays. Um, so I would say similar. There's, like I said, three studios all in a reasonably small radius. So, yeah, I would say yogs, if you're a yogi, this is a good place to travel to and visit. I will say there's a lot of out-of-work yoga teachers, though. So if you're coming up and wanting to relocate and you're like, I'm going to be a yoga teacher, like the job offers just aren't there at the moment. Okay, Bar and Bay trip in a day, like what you would, if you're in Byron for one day, what you would do, what you would eat. Okay. I'd get up at sunrise. You don't have to, you can ignore this first bit. I'd go do the lighthouse walk because it's going to be the best views and it's not going to be busy and it's not going to be too hot. Then I'd come back via uh, Topshop and I'd get an acai bowl. Yum. Oh. And then you could do, if you want to like do exercise, you could keep like make it a really active day. You could either go for a swim because you're at the beach in Byron. Topshop's like literally after you finish the lighthouse, you've got to drive past Topshop. So you go get an acai bowl after you do your lighthouse walk, go for a little swim, go for a little shop around Byron. And then if you want to go somewhere for lunch, I'd be going to Woods Bangalow or Doma in Federal, delicious Japanese. Uh, and then dinner, where have I been to dinner that I've absolutely, oh, La Casita, like the best Mexican ever, which is in Brunswick Heads. I'd probably go there for dinner. And then you kind of have an early-ish night. It's not a late-night place. Um, but if you wanted a delicious cocktail or drink, I'd say Ray's, the most delicious martini ever. So, yeah, that would be my day. And if you want to pump in Killin' Falls, you totally could because it's not a massive exercise as far as, like, you could do it and get the waterfalls in kind of in an hour. So, yeah, Lighthouse, acai bowl with macadamia butter at Top Shop, and they do have gluten-free granola for on top, I found out. Then I'd go for a swim in the beach. I'd go to Woods Bangalow for lunch, and I'd shop around Bangalow, beautiful shopping. I'd shop around Byron, beautiful shopping, and then, yeah, Din's, La Casita, Mexican, and then if you wanted a cocktail to top it all off, Ray's at Water Goes. That would be my plan for you. What was my sole reason for moving to Byron Bay? Uh, so we lived in Torquay for lockdown accidentally. I was meant to be going to America and, you know, everything shut down. So um, we moved to Torquay and just to kind of wait it out. And we really loved the pace of life. We loved being close to nature. We realised we could work from home, like so many other people realised. And we were looking, we were 
figuring out what we we're going to do after lockdown. And I said, I don't really want to move back to Melbourne because I was planning on going to America. I was like, I just don't. It felt backwards for me. And then boss was like, we were toying with Sydney because it's really great for the music scene and my agents there. And then we kind of landed on Byron because it's only a 40 minute aeroplane flight from Sydney. And we were like, oh my God, we love this. We love Byron so much. And that's how Byron happened. Um, how did we find our accommodation? Really hard. It took us three months. Had to have all the paperwork already uploaded before we had someone viewing the site for us. Definitely sign the document that that approves it for site unseen because we did that. So that means you haven't actually physically been to the property. But yeah, the trick is having all your paperwork uploaded. They've got these like upload systems, and then it's quite different to Melbourne or Sydney. And then um, yeah, have that uploaded by the time the inspection or like the open house is so that whoever's going there to view it for you can be like, hey, Jamie has already uploaded his document. You'll have him on your database. He really wants this place. I'm happy to like tell you now. And so you're kind of ahead of everyone else. It's like, oh, this looks cool. I'll upload my application form. And the application form is pretty long process uh, and it's very competitive. We got told we beat 200 other people for the place. So yeah, I would just say get ahead of it and and do the paperwork beforehand if you can. This is the second one about money. Is it pricey? Uh, like I said, you just got to be savvy about it. If you're eating out all the time, yeah, of course. If you're not, it's not going to be. So you just got to pick your battles. Um, but it's also Chrissy and New Year. So and Matt's got family up at the moment. So, you know, we're eating out a little bit more than we usually would like to. So yeah, it's a bit pricey this week, but next week we'll just cook at home. You know, you can just balance it out. Uh, best place for a massage. So excited about this question because I've just booked one and we have been there before. So I can tell you what it's like. It's called Comma. It's actually also in the industrial estate. It's next door to Creature Yoga. It is so beautiful. It is so luxe. The last time I went there, I had a treatment called The Vessel and that's what we've booked in for, for like a week or two's time. Cannot wait cannot speak highly enough of comma. Really, really beautiful. And I think they've just opened in Melbourne too, I think. But I think, you know, definitely book a massage. I feel like I should have thrown that into the day in the life of Byron Bay, you know? So there you go. I've answered the questions. We've talked about movement in Byron and cool things you can do that are really active and whatnot. Uh, This kind of like check-in all happen every Friday. So please write to me if you want me to research something or uncover something or um, try something or, you know, um, any of that, any of that stuff. Uh, I'll just be sharing like what's gone on for us for the week. So yeah. And Monday's episode, I'm really hoping we uh, get this guest. I've been pushing really hard for it. And if it, if it pulls off, it may or it may not. I just want to be really honest with you. I'm recording really late tomorrow night, which is tonight because it's Friday, and we're going to speed speed up so it'll come out first thing Monday. So, yeah, it's a guest on the other side of the world and we're recording. We're working with time zones and it would mean recording very, very late at night. But I am so excited if we can pull this off. So send me some lucky vibes and that episode will come out Monday. Okay. Ooh, exciting slash nerve wracking slash now I've got to go and research the guest. 
Mega love from Byron Bay, wherever you are. I hope you have an awesome weekend and do something just for you. Nobody else, just for you this weekend. Big love.